0: And bringing in, everybody, for another fired episode of the Heat Ratio. I'm your host, Tony Cotillo, joined by co-host John Coker and coach Dave Dixon. And this is going to be the first show in probably, i say, about 45 episodes that we lead off with something other than the NFL because the NBA is on fire right now. We are fresh off the NBA trade deadline. And, of course, we're a Philadelphia-based show. Where we talk everything, so... Even though we're Philadelphia-based, we, we have to talk about the winners of the trade deadline, which I would say is the Philadelphia 76ers. And Mr. Elton Brand, who, unfortunately, I'm not a Duke lover, but it, Elton Brand's probably, in my opinion, the best thing that's come from Duke in this city forever. Um, he's probably, would you say, maybe top three. You know, with Grand Hill and yeah, yeah.
1: Elton Brand was back in the day I'm 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 a I'm a Tar Heel fan. So I'll uh, tell I'm you a Tar Heel
2: fan, too. JJ Reddit's a Duke guy, isn't he? he yes, yes he that? is.
0: JJ yes. Oh yeah, J. he's climbing up there because you figure you got Kyrie Irving, who's probably uh, I can't yeah, it's not a stretch to say maybe is he the best or is it Grant Hill?
2: Uh Kyrie's pretty awesome. I mean, Grant Hill, Hill had Hill Hall a Hall of Famer, isn't he? Grant Hill. Yeah, I mean he
0: had some injuries, but Grant Hill was he was pretty special. How about Cherokee Parks? Is he get up there? <laughs> <laughs> Cherokee Parks, great name. <laughs> Cherokee Parks. You know who was the other? Who Eric, was the Eric Montrose. Well, who- oh no, wow. that was a tar. That's hill. a tar hill. Yeah. Well, that's where I'm hill. going. Well, wait, who was the fake hill? There was a good hill on Duke and a fake hill. Yeah. Thomas Hill. He it was, was like the generic hill. Oh, the he won the championship. He was with him though when he they won he the he championship. He did. I I gotta give it to yeah. him. He did. I he got he a real there. ring for the fake hill. Yeah. <laughs> A fake kill. Yeah. I'm just completely yeah. killing Thomas Hill. Sorry, Tom. Yeah. But um let's talk about we gotta go NBA. We gotta talk about this Tobias Harris deal. Tobias Harris. And I'll tell you what. I mean, I I've talked to so many people who didn't even know who Tobias Harris was only because not because he wasn't good. He plays on the West Coast for the Clippers, right? So there's not listen, we're all dads here, right? And and you know, and we're in our, our middle aged men and there's not how many times I make it past ten thirty every night. So I'm not really watching the Clippers. So I'll tell you what, this kid at twenty-six, right? Twenty-six, 26. years old. Mm-hmm. Uh he's bounced around a league. Obviously, Detroit, Orla- uh, Orlando Orlando, is De- Detroit. He was the Clippers. He was uh, the five team. Yeah, I mean, he he's he's kind of bounced around uh, Pardon part of me for not doing my homework, but I was just so excited to get the show rolling. But all I know is he is the perfect Perfect piece to this team. Uh he's the stretch forward that you need it. He's another ball handler. He's not afraid to finish at the rim. He can shoot the three with ease. And I'll tell you what, he's a he, you can tell he's a sensible guy. He wants to win. And he's gonna be here for a long time.
2: Yeah, they're talking about signing him with the other studs, Simmons and 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 Joel. And the and name JB. that they well the name that they're leaving out is Butler at this point. But it, Butler has a lot to show us, right? If like my thing is he he has an opportunity to sign a max deal here, and and
0: do you give him max money? Let's just straight up with the conversation. Are you giving him max money?
2: I don't want to, I, and the reason why is because Kawhi Leonard's available, Kevin Durant's available. Kimba Walker, who you and I have discussed. Love Kimba Walker. I love Kimba Walker. I, I, you know, he reminds me, and we've talked about this before on air, that like he's Allen Iverson, you know, whatever, 2.0, whatever you he, want to call he's
0: him. He's special.
2: So I don't know if I want to give Butler, Max, Deal, if we can entertain possibly those other three guys. I mean, what do you think?
0: Well, here's, my, here's the crazy analysis I can give you. I'm a, I'm a big Jimmy Butler guy, and not because of – Jimmy Butler's not a shooter. He's a scorer. We all mm-hmm. know that, right? Uh, but he is a leader, and and I know a lot gets talked about off the field – I mean, off the court, in the locker room, not a good teammate. But with this kind of team, and even adding Tobias Harris at his early age at 26 years old, you need a veteran on this team besides J.J. This is not against J.J. Redick, mm-hmm. but – J.J. Reddick's going to be 34 years old, right. right? So you need a guy. J.J. Reddick's not a millennial. Uh, well, uh, not a millennial? Uh, is he? I don't know. Is he? I don't know. But the bottom line where is- Where the there, hell did that come cause from? Because there's a
1: huge age gap. There's a No, I mean, I'm, I'm just I'm, back, I'm right back on. I'm with No, I, I'm like, where?
0: you had my mind all, all scattered now. Well, I'm, I'm thinking millennials <laughs> and Y2K. Y2K? Yeah, you know what I mean? Is not that millennial? That was eighteen years ago. Yeah, dude. but that millennial age, right? Is the year two thousand and on? I guess I'm. I'm sorry, come on, Jim. John. I'm sorry
1: for interrupting. The point now, was, you're absolutely. What right. was I saying?
0: There's a bit. Redick is not a leader, oh, and Butler is. Reddick's
2: Redick, old. I'm He's like, aged yes, now.
0: Right. I'm like our Jimmy Butler. See, I got to <laughs> tell you to stay on course. But no, <laughs> I'm just kidding, shaking his head. But no, seriously. You know, in all seriousness, I think Jimmy is needed to keep guys like Joel. And guys like Ben grounded, and I think his role on this team even is is more important than it was a week ago. And what I will say about the max deal, I think you have to look at the intangibles with Jimmy Butler in the sense that okay, do I give him max money? Mm, probably not. But will I give him you know ten million less? Yeah. Sure.
2: So I'm not arguing with that. I, I here's my biggest thing. Does he want to be here?
0: I think he does.
2: So he's got to prove it to, to me. <clears throat> I don't want to hear any nonsense about conversations with Brett Brown. I don't want to hear. I want to hear all the positive stuff. I want to hear that you are going to be a leader because you're exactly right. That Ben's twenty two, Joel's twenty four, Tobias is twenty six. You you need all those teams that are in front of us: the Bucks, the Raptors, the Pacers. They have veteran leadership. Yes, sir. So I'm a hundred percent in agreement with with what you're saying but prove it to me jimmy show me that you can stay within yourself and be a true leader and not be a problem that you've been in the past yes and prove that you want to win we'll pay you the money we like you said we have it just prove that you want to win and and let's see it well you know
1: hey how long has jimmy butler been on the team i mean let's get real here he's been on two months three two weeks and a half? four weeks no, jimmy butler yeah like
0: a month right Oh, I thought it was long. before Christmas. Yeah, yeah, it's been.
1: Yeah, so let's just say two months. Dude, I, I, there, You know what? I, I don't even. Yes, you need a veteran pre- presence. No, no question. But is Butler the guy? And you can't say that at this juncture because you got to see what transpires. You go to the playoffs. If you know what I mean. If if heads butt, who knows? Maybe Embiid and Simmons get into it, and Butler got to pick sides. I don't know. I'm just saying. You never know, especially when you have. This much talent on the court at every game, and I'm not worried about Harris so much, and Embiid's going to get his, and Reddick's going to be cool, but you never know how all this stuff is going to play out. If Butler's not getting the ball mo- enough and they lose, if Simmons is, is trying to do too much, he, who knows if he's still going to be shooting, but if it doesn't work, do you bring them all back? thinking that it will you know what I mean you don't you don't know what you don't know what's going to be there, yes, they need a veteran presence, yes, I hope it all works, but only time will tell I think at this point, anything less than an Eastern Conference appearance in the championship at the Eastern Conference anything less than that puts in question do I bring all these guys back?
0: well, I think it's not all these guys. I disagree with that it, it is specifically Jimmy Butler. And the reason why, and the reason why I say that is because, I you know Dave Dave mentioned in the beginning, Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, who I think he's already going to the Clippers, but Kevin Durant, who's probably going to the Lakers, who knows, uh, Kemba Walker. But my thing about those three guys is those guys are more shot needy than Jimmy Butler, and I think that's why that's unrealistic to think one of those guys would be able to come in here and work. What I've seen in Jimmy in just two games, what I've seen in Jimmy. Is buy in to this spread offense. I've seen him have shots that he's given up with ease. Not he's not he's not disoriented about it. He's you know, you know what I mean? He's not mad about it. He's literally looking for the open guy. You see the press conference with him and JJ joking about it, you know, back and forth, back and forth. He's in. He's all in. There's one thing, and you guys I think will agree that, you know, if you have this special kid who may not be the best player overall and may have a little bit of a chip, not a cancer by any means, a little chip, but he wants to win. He's a true winner. This guy is the first person in the court, the last person to leave. The first guy to film room, the last one to leave. This guy, he, he takes it all in, a student of the game, you'll take him every day. And I think that's what Jimmy Butler is. And I think he is honestly so important to this core moving forward because let's that's not that's not remember that's not forget JJ Reddick's on a one-year deal this year. Mm -hmm. We don't know what's going to happen to JJ. He's putting up the best stats of his career, and even though JJ likes Philadelphia, okay, JJ's also getting up in age Mm -hmm. that he may say, "Yo, I want to get a two-three year contract now. I don't want these one-year deals." Right. So now, what do you do? Right. Which I think it's even more important of Tobias Harris deal because he is that shooter. All I know is you bring up a good point. Or you know, Eastern Conference Finals, right? it's do, boom or bust because I do not see a roster, and this what we're going to get in their bench, I do not see a roster top to bottom as talented as the Philadelphia 76ers right now. Sorry, I don't see it. Now, Toronto made a really good move, okay, by, by getting Gasol. Why did they get Gasol? Because Elton Brand got Tobias Harris. Why did the Milwaukee Bucks get mirror-attached? Because Elton Brand got Tobias Harris. They made counter moves. They did. But if you look at Milwaukee, who I actually think is built a little better than Toronto, I still don't think that their five is better than our five. We have, on paper, the highest scoring team in the NBA over Golden State. On paper, over Golden State. I watched a team last week, okay, or Friday night have 98 points with five minutes left in the, in the third quarter. They scored 143 without their starters for 30% of that game. Their starters in that game, they're paying 160 with ease, and they didn't even play that great. This team is unbelievable right now. And and, and, and am I is this, like, too far stretch here to say they can compete with Golden State? I mean, I know it's early. We're only a few games in. No, they beat be Golden
2: a... State without the biasers.
0: I, uh, I but but uh, well yeah, that,
1: they that,
2: were, yeah, that they were they were without uh, I want Clay full Thompson strength. Thompson wasn't yes. playing. Give me full game. strength on what that team. All
1: right. Well, if you're playing and you don't have Embiid, one guy, I'm well, saying that's a whole different. Clay team. Thompson to Joel Embiid. No, my point is, if you got a big uh, four yeah, and I mean, you're mi- if you're if you got a big four and you're missing one of them, I mean, it makes it. They difference have a big five. Without
0: wow.
2: Clay, they have four well, all stars. Well, right
0: now they're healthy five against our healthy five. Can we compete? That's yes. all I'm saying. Yes. Compete? Yes. Two months ago, could we compete? Not as much. Right. Not as much. This puts us into that conversation.
2: Oh, absolutely. Right. I, 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 and absolutely.
0: and with all the changes coming up on those teams, right? You know, Dave mentioned Toronto. Kawhi Leonard is he gone? Okay. Who knows what the Lakers are trying to, going to try to get with with yeah, Kevin Durant? But these teams are going to start to slowly come apart, and the Sixers, if they do everything they're supposed to do, their nucleus is good for four years. So that's a huge deal. Oh, yeah, they, right?
1: got, they, got to, they got to get Harris and Butler if Listen. they do that. But, I mean, I'm just saying other teams could be looking at it the same way. Well, yeah, they got to Harris and Butler as, uh, you know, that, this is their last year. But I do believe there's all intentions of signing them, and I think it'll be the four of them coming back. Yeah, I do. I really do. I, I, do. I,
0: I, I really and I yes, agree.
1: they can compete with Golden State. But I'll tell you what, I want to see what the team is made up of when you go into these seven-game series and you're playing the Celtics, you're playing the Raptors, you're playing the Bucs, whatever it is. Because in theory, we could be playing the Celtics, the Raptors, and the Bucks, literally to get to Golden State. And we saw what happened last year. The Miami Heat series was one thing. You know what I mean? Okay, kind of one little hiccup when you were down in Miami. Outside of that, Nothing. Dude, that Celtics series was was disgusting. They didn't play their game. They were not on point. Perhaps so, Brown out got
0: outcoached.
1: Whatever it is, yes, a lot of it, it, it wasn't series. working. So I'm saying I it agree. is a battle. Yes, they have. Yes, they are number two. If you want to take top fives, I'd say Sixers are right behind Golden State. I agree, but there's a lot of work uh-huh. to be done. No you know, doubt, a
0: lot of work. No doubt, and I
1: want to see how that that nucleus of those four come through when it really means something. Not saying, yeah, yeah everybody wants to win. Wins or wins. You're jockeying for position. There's no question they're going to be in the playoffs. I want to see how they come through when it comes down to meaningful, hey, look, you could get Austin.
0: I like how they rebuilt the bench, and I think that was one of the most important things that they need to do. So these last 25 games or so, Brett Brown needs to find his rotation, who his rotation is going to be. Obviously, that Tobias deal was big because, Hey, listen! You got back Boba Maranovic, who who is a guy. You now you went from Jonah Bolden, and Amir Johnson, backing up Joel Embiid to a guy that can play meaningful minutes for about ten a game. Okay, that's huge. You got a you got a bunch of veterans now in Ennis, in Scott, in Jonathan Simmons, who you got. Which I'll tell you what: for Elton Brand to pull off a deal for Markel Fultz where you got a first-round pickback, a second-round pickback, and Jonathan Simmons. Let's not forget who Jonathan Simmons was, right? Jonathan Simmons was a guy who played a key role in the San Antonio Spurs postseason, averaged 14 points a game, a guy that was undrafted, right? This guy knows how to play. And I'll tell you what, he was having a big year in Orlando. He wasn't used right. You could tell different, different atmosphere. This guy's come in. In just a couple games, and you can see just the leadership. I mean, that that's a big deal. So having out, there's still one away. Uh, I was, you know, I, I was hoping for West Matthews or, uh, you know, a, a shooter. I still think the buyout market is there, and there'll be a couple shooters that fil- filter down. I think they'll get one, but the bench is going to be big in the postseason.
2: I like how what they're doing with the bench right now. Your starters are actually part of the bench yeah so they're splitting you're guys right. that's you're, a great splitting, point. you're splitting guys up and i think that's how they're going to do it simmons and tobias will be on the second rotation and simmons will play down and 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 um tj will play point um <clears throat> and then and b comes in with butler uh, and and you know i i think talking a little bit about the coaching situation um you know, not much was said about Brett Brown getting all these guys in and playing the number two seed out west the first time together and beating them, right? They played yeah. the Denver Nuggets the first time. They, yep. they didn't even practice together. Nope. And Brett Brown was able to hold these guys together and and play the game and, and they won. And then they go out and beat the Lakers. They dusted the Lakers. Were, that wasn't even like, you know, it was incredible what they were able to do. The teams that. Or we're ahead of us right now. Raptors, Pacers are still there, but you know what's going to happen with them because of an injury, and it's a shame that that happened.
0: Uh, it's such a shame.
2: That kid's awesome. Still winning though. They're, yeah, well,
0: a hell of a job out there.
2: They're they're another veteran group, right? What we talked is that about. Is Nate
0: is Nate Nate McMillan, McMillan right? Yes. Great yep. job by Nate McMillan, yes. man.
2: So Raptors, you talked about Marcus saw right? You know why they got Marcus saw I'll tell you uh-huh. why, in my opinion why. Yep and you talked about it because of Tobias Harris. Absolutely. They got him to stop Joel. To LNB. LNB, yeah. Yep. Marcus all plays Joel very well. M- Miratek, that he's 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 a forward, right? He's 6'10 strong guy. A shoot. Yeah, but that that to me he plays underneath, plays a little bit of defense maybe a little bit. I think that that's another reason why they got to stop uh, Joel. Our, our our offense it will go through Joel. No he's st- he starts it. Watching this kid finish, though, uh, Tobias, you know, I told my kids last, w- last night or the other night, I said, Tobias, a championship, right? Uh, oh, was, I like that. that I was, like that. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I stole that or not, but I'm taking credit for it. But, um, That's okay.
0: People steal stuff every day on the internet. We'll get to that later. Uh-oh. So
2: Elton Brand, <laughs> Elton Brand. Uh, when we hired Elton Brand, I was like, why? What is? Well, who is Elton Brand? Why would we hire him, right, as the Sixers? I was disappointed. I think you might have been. I, th- the- I was
0: I was on board with you. Yeah. I was shocked. This guy's had no experience, yeah. nothing. Yeah,
2: and we hated Duke at that
0: time. Oh, I still hate Duke.
2: So, but <laughs> yeah, El- Elton Brandon, you brought it up, and I wrote this down while you were discussing it. Um, Foltz is gone. Yep. You got a first and second round pick, and and Jonathan Simmons for it. For, uh, that trade alone to me was like, how did you do that? How did you do it? And, and you know. Bobon, he's a crowd favorite, right? Yeah,
0: he, he absolutely is.
2: Bobon, and, and he's going to be fun to watch. Yes, the he fans is. already love him. If they don't know about him, I mean, he he's and he's a hustler. He, he works. Is. And
0: how about Mike Scott? Yeah, he's know what Mike Scott is. He's a knucklehead. Yeah, you know who Mike <laughs> Scott is. He he he's Keith. He, he hold on, let me get this right. Uh, he he's Rick Mahorn.
2: Oh, uh, he's – yeah.
0: This this dude's a he's a gangster on yeah. the court. Yeah. He He's going to light you up. Yeah. He's going to play hard. He's going to be the first dude. He's Charles Oakley. Yeah. Okay, he's the first dude who's going to get in the scuffle. Yeah. He's that, again, intangibles, right? Yeah. That, that that postseason, they
2: yeah. bang around. Uh, but, yeah, man, Elton Brand, great job. So you talked about scoring, and, and we talked about getting rid of Butler or not. This is the reason why I hope it works. Jimmy Butler's defensive ability is, like, one of the best in the league. And in order to win the championship, I don't care what anybody says. I know scoring is everything. But guys like Butler and and Embiid and Simmons, the way they play defense together, you win championships that way. I agree. And that's why I would like to keep him. And I hope for the best for this kid and I hope he decides that he wants to be here for a while cuz he's he can he can nail you down he can shut you down and he's he's a fighter.
0: You you're absolutely right. He really is and and you bring up Joel and which is a great point because I'll tell you I mean for any any of the youngsters out there you guys have youngsters I have youngsters and and I it's funny we, we watched the, the game the other night and I watched him do the dream shake and I watched it hit that fifteen foot fade away, nothing but the bottom of the net. I said and I said to my boys, Do me a favor tonight. Get the Fortnite off of YouTube for five minutes. And and get on YouTube and type in Hakeem Olajuwon, and I'm telling you right now, what you're witnessing yeah. is a modern day Hakeem, and I know, I know. Listen, I know everybody has said that, but I just don't think it can be overstated because this kid is unbelievable. Yeah. He really is, and he's every bit of an MVP candidate. He yeah. is, and I'll tell you what. Talk about MVPs. Uh, you know, not to get away from the Sixers, but I'll tell you, has anybody watched? what Paul George has been doing for the Thunder. I mean, him, Russell Westbrook, okay, who I can't stand his attitude, yeah, but he's a hell of a talent, yes. right? Uh, I don't know who's faster, him or John Wall, okay? But all I know is he broke the record last 10 straight triple-doubles, never been done before, right? Paul George has been putting up 40 with ease. I talk about he is playing better than he's ever played in Indiana. I mean this kid is legit. Yeah. And then you got James Harden who we talked about before that's just I mean 30 straight 30 plus 30 point games. I mean, you know, unbelievable. I just the NBA has turned into showtime again.
2: Yeah. I mean it really has. James Harden must be shooting through
0: a whole hoop. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. It's like I've never seen a dart like that. It it it, it just finds the bottom of the net yeah, every time. He doesn't even need to rim. It, it it's it's amazing. You should see him at beer pong. <laughs> I he get stuck in his beard though? No, he's got too big of a only beard when to play he chugs, beer chugs. Only when he chugs. <laughs> I
1: don't of, think he's a, of a, suds pong, coming a down. pong
0: player. But uh, the other things we don't want to trade deadline before we get to some football. But hey, Perzingis. Did anybody see the Porzingis deal going yeah, through Mavericks? I mean, you know that's a, you know, now you're now you're going to build on uh, you know Doncic and Porzingis. I mean, wow, that's a nice that's yeah. a nice combo out there. Yeah, you know, obviously Porzingis come back from the knee injury, so you never you never know what to expect. But wow, man, I, I, I didn't expect that at all. I didn't. I love what the Pelicans did. I love what they did. They play, whether they get fined or not for actually putting out the false premise they were going to trade AD to the Lakers. And I hope, I hope, listen, I'll say this with all due respect to LeBron James. He is a great player. LeBron you'll never be Michael. That's fine, in my opinion. Michael's number one. But at the end of the day, I would like nothing more than you suffer out there with all those stiffs that you brought and everybody goes to the Clippers or everybody goes in Knicks and nobody plays with LeBron. Yeah. I would love every minute of it.
2: Yeah, I would too because you didn't come here.
0: Yeah. Hey, listen. Yeah, looking at it now though. Looking at it now. Yeah. would you have rather had LeBron James? Or Tobias Harris and Jimmy Butler. Because that's basically what you did.
2: You could have had all of them.
0: No. The money.
2: Remember? Right, so you wouldn't so you wouldn't have had Jimmy Butler. You
1: no, know LeBron would have brought somebody. That Who? Javel I, McGee. I, he would have brought somebody.
2: You wouldn't have had Jimmy Butler.
0: Tyson Chandler. But you, 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 well, I'm just saying, I mean, I I, I I like the way I like the the moxie of this team and the makeup of this team better yeah, yeah. than I did than I did with LeBron. But Listen. All in all, it's going to be a fun, fun rest of the second half of the season. I can't wait for All Star Weekend because I, uh, I would love. Uh, you know, I was watching some of the dunk contests, and uh, I was watching um, of yesteryear. Yeah, well, most recent, which I think the Zach Levine, uh, Aaron Gordon one was insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aaron Gordon got robbed. Yeah, that one dunk he did where he jumped over, and got the ball from his from his butt, and uh, it was insane. But how about if we? Could you imagine this year if you had like Ben Simmons, if Vince Carter came out of re- like I know he's still playing, but came out of dunk retirement, and you know just it would be amazing. It's not going to happen, yeah. but it would be great. I mean, I always lived for that in a three point contest. But um, listen, NBA Showtime is back, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. But speaking of Showtime, let's talk a little Eagles. i us talk a little NFL. And before we get into Eagles, I want to talk about this Kareem Hunt thing because I- I'm I'm trying to wrap my head around it. Right. So I'm gonna go on a little uh, a, a little rant here, okay? And it's gonna be a quick one. I got a message for your boy Antonio Brown, and the reason why I bring Antonio Brown up is because number one, I'm 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 extremely pissed off that Kareem Hunt got a job already. I just think it it, it it's a slap in the face to to women. It's a slap in the face to the Me Too movement. It's a slap in the face to every, you know, domestic violence because you showed this guy zero. I don't care what kind of classes he's going to. I don't care what kind of counseling he's going to. You, you you took this guy who hasn't even got a sentence yet from the NFL and you showed him it's okay to do what you do because somebody's going to pick you up anyway because you have talent. It, it, it really pisses me off, okay? But this is what I want to say. When they sign him, I'm thinking in my mind, you have Chubb, you have Nick Chubb, And you have Duke Johnson. So why in the world are you going at the cream hunt? What's going to happen to Duke Johnson? You know, if they say he serves six games, right? The reason why I say that, okay, hear me out for a second, is because let me ask you something. Now, Antonio Brown. Listen to these comments, okay? Because Antonio, who got paid, who bitched and cried, and they gave him the extension and got paid, is sitting pretty comfortably out there in Pittsburgh, okay? And basically, he, he created this mess himself. He wants out. But how would Antonio Brown like to have a GM like John Dorsey? Who, With all respect to John Dorsey, who I admire of, of his moves, this is what he says in a press conference. And think about this if you're, if you're Duke Johnson right now. Dorsey held a press conference to address Kareem Hunt's signing. Okay, when asked about Duke Johnson, Dorsey replied, I don't think it makes him expendable yet. The Browns should anticipate Hunt serving a lengthy suspension for last year's assault on a woman, but it sounds like they might part with Johnson once Hunt becomes eligible to play. Quotation marks, I'll research Johnson's future as time goes on and get back to you. Are you kidding me? How would you like to play for that asshole? So seriously, okay, I'm being serious. How would you like? He basically just said he don't know who you are. He could care less what your resume says. He took a wife beater, okay, and and put him on his team, and he's basically going to send you bon odds to another team. And Antonio Brown's crying because what? Cause nobody will bow down and kiss his ass on that team. You know what? He needs to go play for this guy. That's what he deserves. Okay? He don't deserve to play for that team. Ran over. I'm just saying that really pissed me off. Dave, any comments? <laughs> I mean, seriously, how do you say something like that if you're the GM?
2: Well, I'll tell you how I would take that. If I'm Duke Johnson, that I better get my butt in gear and play. But you, th- you think that though? Uh yeah.
1: Look. Duke Johnson is more than capable, and he's been getting crapped on for years. He's been the third down guy. To who? Carlos Hyde. To who before that? Uh, But but that's
0: what he is. He's not going to be an every down back.
1: Exactly. So, I mean, number one, I don't think Kareem Hunt has anything to do with his role there, but... I don't think he ever expected to be some superstar there because it's pretty obvious what his role is and what he's going to be. Now, yeah, if my coach yeah, I would I would be annoyed, and I'll tell you what, you wouldn't necessarily get the best attitude out of me as a person. You know what I mean? As an employee as a whatever. That, that's just uncalled but for but I don't, do that. Yeah, it, I,
0: it, I don't think this is a ploy, though, to make him play better. No. I mean, we're not talking no. about I, – I mean, I understand. It's, in theory, it's, he's a nobody. He's a – I don't want to say – a it. nobody.
1: No, but when you, when all you are in the NFL is a third down back, he is not a critical piece to your football team. Okay. Well, what and about so Darren Sproles? I
0: shouldn't have said nobody. What about Darren
1: Sproles? Same thing. He's not a critical piece to anybody's uh, – If you look at the Eagles, he is – yeah, he is not top ten – Piece, which means he is not critical. Piece. Yeah, but I, our,
2: our, our franchise doesn't disrespect players. No, you're right. And that's what I'm saying. That's I mean, oh, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. what I'm getting. That's a this guy in the face. This guy yeah.
0: isn't Trent Richardson playing for the AAF. And yeah. he's been there fighting okay. every day while they keep losing season yeah. after season. Exactly. And this is how you talk New about Johnson the i on the Eagles. So I would, would I. In second. Right, right now, if I'm Howie Roseman, I'll pick up the phone. Yo, John, I see you got a problem with Duke. Yo, send him our way. What do you want for Duke?
2: Yeah. We'll give him Donnell Pumphrey. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I, I just want to go back to what a you seventh said. rounder.
1: Nah, just kidding. In terms of the signing, I mean, one, he cleared waivers through all thirty-two teams, like you know when he was originally cut. Oh yeah. All right. So, mm-hmm. but what I don't believe should happen is if you are suspended by the NFL and you're on whatever this. Uh, what do they call it? The GM exempt list, or yeah, number, yeah, whatever, yeah, you got whatever it. it is. If you're, if you are, and your your current team cuts you, so you have no contract, you should not be able to sign a contract until you are off of that list and able to play. That's my opinion. Because kind of like you said, what punishment is this? Okay, so one team cuts you, you just have another team. You just sign with another team, exactly, and and then you just wait it up. But it's like you're not you're not out of work. You You know what it shows. I'm just saying, if you get suspended, if it's nine months, a year, whatever, if your team cuts you because whatever your conduct was deserved being cut you should not be able to sign until you are cleared by the NFL or whatever governing body to that you are able to play that's when you can sign. Oh
0: I agree I think you need to serve a sentence Yeah well, well, no matter what that sentence is whether it be the NFL the sentence I mean,
1: is the commissioner's yeah. exemplist or whatever Well that's all I'm saying. That's I be mean, the, the sentence and, regardless of what what legal and ramifications right. and, and arrests or courts well, the, and th- The league but, had
2: to okay the signing
1: Oh yeah, no, because it's not absolutely against, it's not against the rules. No, the league, the league doesn't. But what does care that say? That. That's my point, right? Roger I, Goodell they, sits they, up there him, all the time they, and talks they, about yeah. all this. And well, because Goodell's sitting there thinking, I don't care who he signs with, because guess what? I still have his sack in my hands, and he can't do nothing until I take him off this list. So he feels like he has a power trip one way or another. I
0: just think it sends a wrong message. It does. It really does. It, it, it's taking talent over attitude. That's what's it's taking. It's taking talent over consequence. It's just showing. If you can run a football, or you can pass a football, yeah. and you can score a touchdown, you can do whatever you want because you're involved on the, the team. law. And it's yeah. a shame; it shouldn't be like that. And that's why I'm so
2: passionate about it. Well, I agree with you. And this kid's got a history. Not the, not the only thing that that was taped and that we saw. It goes back to his college career too. He was involved with things. Now, whether he's guilty or not, you know, you are who you hang out with yep. t- type of thing. You know, you 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 were associated with things that went wrong. You know, there's a history there with this kid. Yeah. So, um,
0: Joe Mixon, another guy. Yeah. Right. He's, he's at least performing. Foster. Hey, well, hey, Wait, it, I, it, I mean, yeah, Ruben put Foster. it this way:
1: if we get to it, I actually got a I got a name to throw to you guys, Trent Richardson.
0: Yeah. From the we'll, AAF, we'll, we'll touch on. Oh that, yeah, man. I guess we will. That's why I brought him up. It mm. was a good saying. Yeah. But man. but to get to the NFL and get back to the Kareem Hunt talk. You know what? We spent enough time on him because he's not worth any more of this podcast. So I want to get on quarterback talk real fast. And I want to get on. Fox Sports came out with a poll. And they basically said, what quarterback would you want to lead your franchise for the next decade? And in order, this is what they had. Mahomes, Mayfield, Trubisky, Goff, Prescott, or Watson. They're the guys they mentioned. Where's Carson Wentz? And I'm not saying that because I'm just a Philly guy, but where's Carson Wentz? Just I mean, this was the guy who, you know, was throwing touchdowns on a broken back, right? Deshaun Watson had a torn ACL, right? So he's he didn't have a great year last year right? Carson Wentz came back and put up ridiculous numbers no matter how average we all thought they were. He was a viable MVP candidate before he went down, you know, in the Carolina game the year before. So he gets left off this list. I think it's a total violation Mm -hmm. because I'm thinking, in my opinion, if I look at this list and I got to pick one dude, it's really hard to go against Mahomes. He'd still be my number one, but Carson would be my number two A to Mayfield being my two B. Okay, they would be my top three guys. So to, to tell me that Mitchell Trubisky, Jarek Goff, who we just seen get lit up like a deer in the headlights in the Super Bowl, Dak Prescott, and Deshaun Watson over Wentz, it's crazy. Uh,
1: the one thing I keep thinking about in which you said, you know, in the determining factor was the next 10 years. Right. Because there's guys, all right, if they're if you're 31,
0: I'm not going to the bank them. Absolutely, but of, these are the only options she right. gave you. To me, Carson's you know, to at eight. Dak Dak that age. Prescott is—he's trash. Sorry, Dad.
1: I don't even know how much I believe in Deshaun Watson having a long career. I agree. I'm not saying that he can't perform, but once you start hitting that thirty, I don't know if he has the type of game that's going to yep. translate to him being productive.
0: I agree. Um, you know, Mitchell Trubisky—he
1: hasn't shown me enough yet. I mean. Uh,
0: well to put it this way, I, can, can we all can all make like, a consensus that, that Mahomes is your, your number one? I mean I, would you say that?
2: I, I me personally, out of these young kids Yeah,
0: this is all you got.
2: Uh, um I'm taking I'm taking our guy. You take taking Over Wentz number one. All the I think if you polled Fox Sports poll, who cares about them, right? Right. If you polled, Why not give credit? I know, but who cares about giving them credit? But <laughs> well, if it, not it, you
0: steal like half the internet like I, they do.
2: I know, but listen, if you polled, if we polled coaches in the NFL, I believe Carson Wentz would be number one. Dude, really? Out of these names, if you added seven, okay, and Carson Wentz was seven in the list. I believe that he would be the number one guy out of these names. I like that. My opinion. Number two probably would be Mahomes. Number three would probably be between Mayfield and Watson, okay. in my opinion. Okay. Because of what Watson can do with his feet, and he's proven that he can throw the ball. And and everybody else after that, uh, Trubisky, Goff, Prescott, you can have them. as far as I'm concerned. Even Goff. Goff, what he did in the Super Bowl, taking sacks and, and, and not and not taking what was given in the biggest game, I, I mean, I, I lost respect for him. And the last eight games, what Goff did, he threw uh, eight interceptions and seven touchdowns this year. So, I mean, Mayfield has a ton of upside. Mahomes has a ton of upside. Carson Wentz, health is an issue, but what he's capable of and the way he carries himself and how he leads a team, compared to these guys, I'm taking Wentz. Number uh, one.
0: I agree. I agree.
2: Dude, there's a lot. You know,
0: I'm 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 impressed with how
1: many different storylines there are here. Like, look, I'm not I'm not big on Watson. I don't I don't think his uh, if is the if coach. We're ta- no, I'm because I'm not a big O'Brien if we're guy. We're talking ten years. I don't see his game play in ten years. He's not the guy. If I have my choice, any of them, he's not the guy that I want. Okay, I'm not talking fantasy next year. Ben's not that on my, there, so. Well, he's on there. He's just—I'm just, well, I'm uh, just saying. Down, so you can't pick low. Ben. No, but I'm—I'm going to tell you this. <laughs> I think I think there's four guys. Okay, and it, that would be Wentz, Mahomes, Mayfield, and I'm throwing in the other one. I'm—I'm I'm still plugging Andrew Luck in there at age 29.
0: No, you're right, but it's H2 not on this list, bro. I,
1: well, I'm. I got my own list. Okay. I well, this ain't Todd
0: Coker's list. No, you this you is Fox Sports, me, and
1: f-
2: what I'm doing is I'm saying Fox. God, I was Sports.
0: Out, Dave, we could yes, absolutely. Size. I thought
2: he was going to pick Marcus Mariota. To be honest, yeah, right. I did Jeez. think that's so. <laughs> it.
0: Can we throw James but Wilson no, on there?
1: No, you said. Uh, look, it's based off a of Fox list, but we're talking about who would your franchise quarterback be. For the next ten years, like who would I? So I'm saying to me, it would be one of those four. But you know what? Before I would even do Goff or Trubisky, you know, I got two guys that I put on there before that. Who's that? Derek Carr. Ew. At age 27. Ew. If he put him on a contending team and see what he could potentially do. Okay. The other one's Josh Allen. And I like both. I like both of them better than Goff. And I don't know what to Trevisi. think of Josh Allen.
0: Yeah, I don't Josh know yet Allen. either. I mean, that's a you real Josh stretch.
2: Allen over Jared Goff?
0: Yes. Oh, I don't know, man. Josh Allen Allen's like a hybrid Jay Schroeder. Like I'm still I, I, waiting I, I, to see I, what Goff I, is. I don't I don't see I don't see Josh Allen being he, he or I should say Jay Schroeder. I mean, he's definitely I should a dark say horse Ryan Tannehill. I see oh, I, like I honestly I I mean I don't see a, a ton out of Josh Allen. I don't. But thank God in this town, we don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Right? Because we got our guy. Which brings me up to last week, Coach Dave had a really good – I got a lot of good reviews about uh, left tackles and, you know, free agency because we, we're talking off season here. But I want to bring up the receiving core. And I want to throw something at you first before before I, I go to my scenario. I want to bring this whole Aguilar-Golden-Tate thing up. I don't know if you guys seen it or not, but, uh, you know – Eric Reed, I think it was Eric Reed. Uh, it was from him. He signed a three-year deal, three-year extension with yeah, the Carolina Panthers. And here comes a tweet from Golden Tate. Wow, I didn't know you. I, I didn't know you could sign extensions in the off-season. Like kind of like a dig at the at, at the Eagles, which makes me think that the Eagles have had no conversations with him whatsoever. But the question I have for you because. This is the fifth-year option for Nelson Aguilar, which was picked up last year uh, for this year, and I think it's around $8 million. Uh, but if you if you can have one or the other, who are you picking? Are you going Nelly or are you going Tate? If, save money's the same, money comes out the I'm, same. I'm going Tate. You see enough out of Tate on his team?
1: I've seen enough out of Tate through his career and whether or not Foles and Wentz. 31? Whether or not. Foles or Wentz utilized him, and the offense utilized him appropriately. You got to realize the dude didn't come over until what week nine?
0: No, yeah, I I understand. So there,
1: I mean, there was a, and when you talk about quarterback receiver and and the time that you spend together and the timing and this and that, I I'm going with I'm going with Tate and the veteran, the experience. That dude, you don't catch as many ninety, you don't have as many ninety catch seasons as he's had. And not still have it because it's not like he's a burner. You know what I mean. It's not like his his skills are going to erode like some of some players. I was disappointed, man.
0: Whether he was being used the right way or not, I I still I know he made that you know terrific catch in the postseason, and you know he started to catch a little bit of fire, a little bit. But I just I didn't see enough out of him. I I think he needs to be in a specific offensive offensive set. You know, and I think the Detroit offense really, you know, really, uh, you know basically built him up as a guy maybe that he's not because Matthew Stafford, you know, was a guy who always wanted to go downfield. And I just don't think that Golden Tate fit real well in this scheme. And, and I, I like Nelly's game. I really do. I like how he's kind of grown. With Carson, how he grew with Nick, and I—I I think in this last year, if you ask me, who I, I think I got to go with Nelson, I really do. I, which is odd. I mean, he's a guy who couldn't catch a—you know—couldn't catch a pass to save his life. I but. don't.
1: Tate. Tate was Ertz on the Lions. He was the safety net. He was the, the first. O- he's the first option. Who Who can I throw to that I know has hands is going to catch the ball? Golden Tate. No, Just that's like true. Wentz so, and and Foles have. Ertz. That's
2: true. I'm not taking anything away from Golden Tate. He's been a highly productive receiver in the NFL for, everybody knows it, several years now. Personally, I'm taking Nelson Aguilar, 25 years old. six years younger. And I believe that this kid is going to be a special player. And maybe a little bit of a homer because he helped us win a Super Bowl and made some big plays during that run, and I've seen what he was capable of. I'm I'm staying with Nelson. I'm gonna I'm gonna take him. Uh, I, you know, it has to do with a lot. He's comfortable here. Um, his teammates are comfortable with him, and I believe that he's going to make plays. And his age, you got to pay. You just you just started the conversation with you're paying the same money. Yep. Yep. I'm not paying a 31 year old the same money that I could pay a 25 year old.
0: I completely agree with you.
2: And giving him the years that go along with that. Yes. So. You know, and I know. I know NFL three. contracts. You know, I know NFL contracts are only mainly based, based on a
0: salary on the a uh, bonus, well, the uh, signing bonus, yes, which is guaranteed. And you know
1: what? You guys are already persu- you, you persuaded me. I should say. Oh, no, they for, like that huh? for the Eagles because I'm looking at the reliability of Golden Tate, and I believe he's much more reliable than Aguilar. But when you have Jeffrey and Ertz already there, it's almost a redundant commodity yeah. where Aguilar gives you more explosiveness and more yep. versatility yep. in yeah. the offense. I agree. And, and I'm actually glad to hear that because I tell you what, I've been thinking, you know, the Antonio Brown news and leaving and this and that, you know who I would love to have come to Pittsburgh? Who? Golden Tate.
0: Hey, you know what? He's, I would
1: love if Golden He's that Tate, guy, dude. Yes.
0: Perfect. He, he I would is. love he Antonio to
1: Antonio Brown. No, he's not Anthony. No, but he's Bra- more of a hind board. But, but if you got a Juju and a Golden yeah. tape, I'll tell you what, you still have a 1-2 that is yeah. gold, and, and, more than and capable. That, and that
0: aerial game out there with Ben would fit his style it hit, a lot yes, more. Yes, hitting them short the passes. passes. Yeah, and I if agree. He,
1: if Ben gives them that extra second on, a, on a broken play.
0: But hmm. you mentioned, both you guys mentioned a name, Zach Ertz. I want to throw a conspiracy theory out there, right? So I love this stuff. When yeah. Zach Ertz signed... His deal, which was probably, <laughs> John's giving the hints, which was probably uh, when was that deal? Three years ago, I think. When was it when extended? It, on the he, he year? signed a five-year yeah. deal, okay. uh, five deal, five. I can all yeah. tongue tied right. Five-year deal, and uh, came out. I, I forget the the actual parameters of it, but I remember remember Joe Banner, who was the ultimate yeah. financial whiz, right? Yeah. Tweeted out Zach Ertz will mar the day that he signed that deal because the Eagles got him real cheap, real early. He went for the guaranteed bonus, right? Mm -hmm. And he said he was going to outplay that contract by year two. Well, he was right on the money, right? So my question to you, Coach Dave, is, and uh, the pride of Pittsburgh, Mr. John Coker, is if you had the opportunity to trade Zach Ertz, would you do it? And, and, and hear me out
2: before before you yeah, answer, please, right? Please tell me what I'm getting. Okay. So we not getting. So, so,
0: so here's the deal, right? We have a team right now that we have a lot of financial decisions, right? The parameters of a Carson Wentz deal are on the horizon. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to sign them. We're mm-hmm. going to have big money, right? Mm-hmm. So you look at how those big money deals have hurt people, like the New Orleans Saints or Drew Brees, mm-hmm. right? Like the Green Bay Packers yeah. with Aaron Rodgers, just to name a couple. So there was a guy by the name of Jimmy Graham who we all, you know, and there's still a guy named but a guy on the Seahawks named Jimmy Graham Mm -hmm. who was having a stud stud year, right? Stud career. I mean, a guy on the Saints. I'm sorry. Yeah. Right? So what the Saints decided to do, they signed Drew Brees to a monster deal. Mm -hmm. They needed some money. So they took Jimmy Graham at a prime age and flipped him to the Seahawks for a first-round pick at a Pro Bowl center. A guy who was controllable for X amount of years. Mm. A pick that was controllable for X amount of years, yep. right? Mm-hmm. So the question I have to you guys is, you have a guy named Dallas Goddard, who, a kid they all like, mm. who's learning the offense. So if you had a chance to get two controllable players, one Pro Bowler and one pick, would you trade Zach Ertz? Yes. Yes. I think it's a no-brainer.
2: I hate to say it. I, I do,
0: too, but I think it's a no-brainer. What do you well, think, John? I, oh, I'm sorry, Dave. I didn't know you were going on. No,
2: go ahead, John.
0: It's not a bad deal. It depends where the pro bowl, if the Pro Bowlers are right. hitting the need. Well, well, well let's just say if, if, it's I a mean, lineman. Say it's a Pro Bowl lineman.
1: Offensive lineman? Yes. Yeah, I, w- I would probably say. Like a 28-year-old old gotta, Pro Bowl you gotta, tackle. you got to entertain those ideas. Right? Yeah. I mean, look. The double tight end run isn't necessarily going to win you Super Bowls every year. But it's the same thing that he did with Selleck to Ertz. You know what I mean? Them two played together for what? Three years? Four years? Yep. Mm -hmm. Like they were a long time. Ertz was that high draft pick. Everybody wanted Ertz, 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 and Selk just kept plugging away. Mm-hmm. And Ertz came in that first year, second year, he could have blocked, expanding. and he could have blocked, right? right?
0: And that was why Selk well, would play. And you know, Goddard, I, I, right, same kind of deal, but yeah. I think he's advanced faster than Zach Ertz did.
2: I told you, I, yeah, Goddard to me reminds me of, and I hate to put him such a lofty, uh-oh, Travis Kelsey. He reminds yeah, you me, know what?
0: You are right.
2: Because I, the way he's, like, he catches the ball angry. You ever see Travis, how he, he's trying to make a move and trying to, uh, you know, juke people and hit somebody and get downfield? Goddard does a lot like that um, from what I saw, the little bit that I did see. Um, so you have to entertain that idea. You're in the business to, to try and get more and yep. get something and save money. Yes.
0: I think it's I, I think it's something you that got you gotta to entertain
2: about. any deal that can well, yeah. make your team better. You, you have to look at
0: this roster, right? And if you're Hallie Roseman, and say, and Joe Douglas, how do we get better when we have to pay a quarterback thirty plus million dollars a year? How do, how do we – how do we, and, and the New England Patriots have been doing it for years with draft picks and, and guys off the trash heap, right? We have to figure out a roster. And I think these guys have really done their due diligence over the last few years, really adding quality pieces to this roster, renegotiating deals, getting trades, draft picks. And I think this is one – that really could be thought of. It's not the first time it's been brought up, and I'm not going to say it. it was my idea. I've heard it a few times. Uh, but, again, I think it's something to think about. But speaking of trades, mm-hmm. we're going to flip the baseball.
2: And great ideas. And,
0: uh, and you're right. And great, bri- bri- pure brilliance, okay? So, before we get to a little fancy baseball talk, not because it's the Phillies, but because it's a guy named... JT Realmuto, Is that how you say it? Rilamuto. Right? JT Realmuto was the prime time catcher for the Miami Marlins. Okay? He was a guy who was stuck in baseball hell. Right? <laughs> <laughs> He's a guy who basically is labeled as the best catcher in baseball. He's 27 years old. He's in the prime of his career. Uh, he plays the position with not only uh, a grit that we're gonna love in the city of Philadelphia, but he's got a good arm. He's very good defensively. He could play first base. Okay, this guy is going to be a machine for this team. And I think the trade that we pulled off, a lot of people were reluctant, right? To say this is the deal. They sent Sixto Sanchez, who was the number one prospect in the Phillies organization for a pitcher who they don't even know was going to be a starter, okay, but they were going to hope to be a starter because he threw 100 miles an hour, but a guy named Willie Stewart, who was another single A ball pitcher, and some international money for JT Romuto. So, my thing is, I asked this question last week when the trade was uh, Jim Salisbury. is really good, great beat reporter for the Phils. Uh, you know, he had mentioned it. Todd Zalecki mentioned it. A lot of guys were on this. Jeff Passan from Yahoo. and they, You start hearing the whispers about, you know, the Marlins, one of the top prospects. Here's my, here's my thing. For all the people that said they gave up too much and wouldn't have gave up 6 Sanchez, couple names we could throw at you, right? Kyle Drabeck was a guy who we were told was untouchable. Dominic Brown was a guy we were told untouchable, right? Guys that could have got us prime talent back in the day. Listen, this is a pitcher who has already shown arm problems. He had elbow issues last year. This kid's going to get Tommy John surgery. And to be able to shift him over for some cash and another low eight ball pitcher for the best catcher in baseball, I would do it every single time time and i think it's a great move for the organization who's going to bring along a lot of young pitchers who are going to need that that presence and you know behind the plate and offensively listen the guy hit 21 home runs in basically a park that's really hard to hit home runs in okay and, he, and i think it was 126 games so the odds are of him hitting 30 home runs here in Citizens bank park <laughs> guess what yeah john's saying no they say yes i'm saying yes I you know I think that's a a high percentage that that's going to happen. What do you guys think about the deal?
1: A uh, deal spectacular. What they have him under control wow. for another two years. Uh, two years, right? Decent decent amount of 5.9 money. 5.9 million. He's you know age 27. Yep. He's been been improving every, you know, every year. But his 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 game calling behind the plate is really what sets him apart. I mean, he's a great offense. Yep. Great offensive player but his calling behind the plate is really what makes him heads and tails above like some of the other guys. Um, Fantasy-wise, I mean, I personally, I think he might be the number one catcher. I was just going to say, is he the number one catcher? Uh, Sanchez is still probably – Gabby Sanchez, is that – He's probably still up there just because of the pure power numbers. I I don't think he gets to 30 homers. Granted, he was playing in Miami. He hit twenty-one last year. That was his career high. Yeah. Better lineup, better pitch protection. Um, you know, I see better ballpark. I see him getting to the mid twenties, well, at but least twenty-five. Yeah, you got to. I mean, you got to figure where to, where's this guy hitting, especially if you add a Harper. You, I mean, yeah, you you don't know where there's a there's a He's big probably going to hit five. I don't know.
2: He's I, got speed. He could hit yeah. two. He That's is that well, the crazy part?
1: Segura McCutcheon. Okay, I put
2: Harper. in five.
1: Uh, hey, look, this is all hey, this is all hypothetical, all and right? there is no Machado or Harper on the roster okay. as of now. As of now, as, as uh, of the
0: recording but, of this but, podcast, but I'm going to tell you this. Well, so this breaks out tomorrow. It's well, yeah, going, oh, yeah, Philly exactly. signed Harper,
1: <laughs> the, the Sixto Sanchez, and you know I don't know if I mentioned it last year. I've never been a huge fan. Me neither. And I, you know, heaven forbid, I say that in front of Philly's, uh No, I was never a uh, huge people. fan either. Look.
0: You've like, been through like your you, share
1: out like there in Pittsburgh. Like you said, he's, he's had, he's, he hasn't been the healthiest type of player. He's a very small-statured guy. Yep. Like what is I, I don't even ha, he's I don't have He's not a his. big dude at all. 5'10", oh, 160. And
0: right away, the comparisons to Pedro Martinez were getting nah, annoying to me. The, the best is far I, the from best Pedro I Martinez. see, I,
1: I believe Johnny Cueto is a rather, okay. is a I, rather I like small that. type of pitcher. Yeah, I like but that. But there's not many guys with that type of build – that actually lasts, And if you're already showing this, think about how many 22-year-old, 23-year-old pitching phenoms there are through the years that just don't pan out. And then you have yeah. size against you. Hey, look, I'm not saying that it's not worth it. But when you can trade an unknown for a commodity that's going to help you make a push to win and you have it under control, re-
0: reasonable dollars, you make the move. You have to make the move. I agree. What about you, Coach Dave? I know you like to move.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, I you know I had issues with Alfaro. Yep. He was a part-time catcher for us last year, and I think, without looking at the stats, he was one of the, that led the league in past balls. And remember, I, I told you, I said it here, laziness. I thought he was lazy. Yeah, I agree. So you just, I mean, you created a tremendous upgrade, offensively, defensively, and what did you get rid of, honestly? Uh, I mean, two could,
0: unknowns, two some question money, marks. and Alfaro. Yeah. A so guy who, I mean, it's basically. He's still a
2: question mark. Yeah, Alfaro. absolutely. And I wish the best for the kid. I hope Alfaro goes down to Miami and becomes a great player. What? Um, uh, no, I'm sorry. Go, go Dave, ahead, go uh, John. No, John his, a what's
1: his contract? What, um, what's, his, what, um, what's he making? Who,
0: Alfaro? Yeah. No, uh, no,
1: no. Uh, Real Muto?
0: Under Yeah, under five, for the next two So years. this Is, year he's 5.9 five, d- five? 5. million for this year. Yeah. And I think it goes up to 6.2 yeah. or something next year. Yeah. No-brainer, well,
1: right? Well, no. I was just thinking in comparison to Wilson Ramos.
0: Yeah. Who was. Who we all liked. Right. And would have
1: been great. And, then, you know, you're looking at his contract. He got the two years for 19 mil. Right. So, in, in theory, you're saving. We saved like 10 million. Right. To have better And we got the bo- better
0: player.
2: And oh, lot, absolutely. Well, Wilson's younger. a top catcher, but Wilson's a lot older and nicked up. And. Right,
1: and uh, he, yeah, he he's he much, a he's, every he's year. He's in, more injury prone, and I still think Real Muto uh, is going to call a better game. John
0: says rolls all Johnson saw. Rayo Muto.
2: That's his uh, Pittsburgh. That's year. his.
0: That's his Ricky Martin. Yeah, impression. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. my <laughs> Spanish influence in Pittsburgh. But, uh, yeah. but listen, uh, you know, we're speaking of town, and we got about. Three or four minutes left, and I, I we, I want to get into some fancy baseball real fast because I know it's coming up, and we're, we're going to gauge on this longer and longer and longer. I think actually next week's show is going to be mainly fantasy talk, but a couple guys I want to mention: you, Darvish, Clayton Kershaw, uh, and an offensive guy, Chris Bryant. Who I'm a big Chris Bryant fan. Does Chris Bryant have a bounce back year this year, John? Are, are, are you compared on to him? last year? Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, I'm looking at your rankings where he's about 35 overall. Thirty-five overall, and he's yeah. a guy who was like ten overall. So he mm-hmm. dropped like twenty-five spots. It's a big drop.
1: You got to look at. for a guy with his talent. Third baseman. You already got Arenado ahead of him. You got yeah, go but, Jose no, he, but he's
0: multi-multi position, right? He plays the outfield too, correct? Mm-hmm.
1: He, yeah, I don't know if he. So still he, has. he's
0: eligible for the Look, outfield.
1: Last year was definitely a down year. He had that he had that shoulder uh, shoulder issues. Shoulders to put tough. him on the on the DL. Shoulders he's, tough. He's supposedly fully. Uh, he's fully recovered. He's hundred percent taken uh, hitting and ready for spring training. So yes. I expect to bounce back. Now we got to realize. Look, he. I mean, he's been in the league for uh, four years, but he's only he had that one big season with thirty nine dingers. He's never had more than thirty in a year.
0: Yeah, I know. He that was a good so, season. I mean, so, and
1: that's where it is overreaction to one year of performance, and you can't go too much. And it goes back to the dynasty quarterbacks. You know, when I yeah? Mahomes, Mahomes, Mahomes. You know what? I've seen a lot of guys. Where's RG three when he was? Ah, I'm just saying. If we talked three years lines. ago and we put this question out, RG was going to be RG three never threw fifty touchdowns. No, but in his uh, first year, he was just like Deshaun Watson,
0: statistic wise. What about Clayton? Because Clayton to his, me, his days, his back, is, yeah. his days as the number one, number two pitcher are they done now? Yes. Chris Sale, number one.
1: I'm still Scherzer still. You still going Scherzer oh, one?
0: Yeah. Scherzer.
1: I like, Sale, I like the Grom. Uh, to me, there, there's a clear three, and it's Scherzer, DeGrom, and Sale. Are the only top reason why three. I take
0: Sale over DeGrom is the team. Mm. I think, you know, you pitch for the Red Sox, you're you going to win a lot of games. You get the more wins. Right? But DeGrom's a one hell of a pitcher, man.
2: What he did last year was absolutely ridiculous. One
0: hell – yeah. was that – Where'd you sneak in a red stripe? Coach, Dave sne- is that a red stripe over there? I'm not giving well, up. My he wasn't head. in charge. Oh, yeah. that, that, you snuck that in there. I haven't seen a red stripe in years.
1: Look, Kershaw, from since – Last year, that he had one year since 2014 over 200 innings.
0: Yeah,
1: in the back. He's just you the right? You cannot draft him as a top three pitcher when you're getting under 200 innings. Yeah, no, I, I agree. That's it. I, I agree. It doesn't matter if his peripherals are all there. I mean, look, that, that same, he, he has one twenty 20 game, 21 win season. He got an 18, then it's 16, 12, 9. Like, you, you just can't trust this dude to go out there and pitch all the time. I'll tell you what. You get him in the uh, third, fourth round. That's a heck of a bargain. I, I like mean, the, that that's something that you got to toy with and figure out. Somebody's going to take him too early, guaranteed. Probably. He will not
0: be on any of my teams Pro- well, because they'll take him second I'll round. I'll take him because I just have a. I owe it to the man because he's won me a couple games back in the day. So I, I, I'm going with my man Clayton. I'm going with my man Clayton. Do we got Do we got a minute
1: for the AAF AAF highlights?
0: 30 seconds.
1: All right, Allegiance of American Football, week one is in the books. Alliance. I, oh, yeah. Alliance. Yeah, sorry. Allegiance, <laughs> Alliance.
0: Alliance. Dude, that's Alliance. 10
1: seconds. Look, I didn't watch all the games, <laughs> but this is what I know, and I'm going to give you my synopsis. Look, there's two games synopsis. every Saturday, two games every Sunday, like an afternoon and a night game both times. So, look, check it out. I'll tell you what, watching the games, there was a, it, it was truly looked like a lot of NFL in terms of watching the game, A couple tidbits: Trent Richardson, two touchdowns. Trent Richardson playing for the Birmingham Iron, twenty-three carries, fifty-eight yards, and two touchdowns. So he's doing the See? exact same thing he yeah, did because he's NFL. playing against, uh, uh, a whole a whole ton of carries, no yards, and a hey, couple of TDs. He's playing against a couple. As a side runchers. note, Nick Novak is their place kicker. Is so he really? Shout Nick out Novak? to the Charger. Yeah, we got Charles Johnson, the ex-receiver for the Vikings and Carolina Panthers is supposedly wow. the x factor for the high powered offense of the Orlando Apollos. The Apollos. Sitting there at, as probably the favorite to win. John Walford, Wake Forest, out of Wake Forest, went 18 of 29 for 275 yards, four touchdowns. All right. Way this go, dude, John Walford, I tell you what, nobody knows him. He beat out Oklahoma's ex-Oklahoma quarterback Trevor Knight who was their number one pick to start week one. Well, there that's you go. My, that's, that's my AAF. Yeah, A.A.F., Let's go. John,
0: I apologize. I didn't get the year earlier, but, yo, next week we can talk about A.A.F. all day long. No Heat thanks. Ratio Podcast. <laughs> Tony Gattillo at T.Gattillo23, John Coger at PGH, John 36, and Coach Dave Dixon at Dixon 365 Get us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We out.